Welcome to the Amazing Clocks Podcast on the Black Love Podcast Network. My name is Anthony Clock, but my wife Melanie Clock is not here. But we're both award-winning certified life and love coaches and a husband and wife duo that have been coaching together as a team for 22 years and that have been passionately in love for 30. They call us the Amazing Clocks because we empower people to live amazing lives. And on today's episode, we're going to kind of switch it up a little. And so today I have a special guest that I have known for a very long time. It's my mother, Jean. Say hello to the listeners. Hello, listeners. Okay, don't get shy at me. I'm not shy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, my best voice. Yes, yes, yes. So today, I'm going to basically get an opportunity to interview my mother about her dating life, her love life. She's a very interesting person. She's not the typical mother. She's very dynamic and youthful and so I'm, I'm gonna pick a brain today and you guys will um will hopefully enjoy it just as much as i will because i know i'm gonna enjoy it so ma how does it feel to be on the show ah uh, it's good what's good about it that's all i have to say right now <laughs> <laughs> so i know you you've been a big fan of the of our podcast and you've been a big supporter always of time. always yes right. and you listen to the episodes yes 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 and so you i were, comment on them right and yes. for a while you've been bringing it up like i want to be on the show i want to be on the show i want to be on the show and at first I was like, nah, does she really want you? But you kept coming at me. So I was like, you know what? I think she means it. So welcome to the show. You were afraid of me, right? Um, you, yeah, a little bit. Bring it on. Okay. So right. let's get this party started. Right. So today I want to start off with um, your love life. And it's very interesting to me because I noticed that women that get around your age, a big segment of them. Mm-hmm. They just stop dating. They don't want to be bothered with it. They don't need to deal with men. They're cool with it. There's another part of the segment mm-hmm. that will get out there and still date. So why do you feel like, or do you feel like there's no reason for you to date? Like, how do you get to that point? Actually, dating isn't fun to me anymore. Mm-hmm. I like that? to flirt. I'm a flirter. <laughs> You've always been. I, yeah, I flirt. I still uh, flirt. <laughs> yeah, you look amazing. But so dating, you know, mm, I went, let me see. I think it's been about four years. Uh-huh. I went out uh, right. for dinner on okay. a date. Mm-hmm. And at my age, or a guy my age, right. they're into begging. Begging? Begging. Ooh, begging, not good. And not good. I said, wait, wait, before you go further, beg, let's get more What are they begging for? Begging. What are they begging for? <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Mm. Um, they're begging for attention. Okay. They're begging for affection. <laughs> and they're begging to spend the night. <laughs> oh, okay. Now we're getting to it. All right. Now, um, I've been married three times. Right. And I wasn't very good at it. You've mastered the secret of marriage. Thank you. Still a work in progress, but thank you. You probably mastered it from watching me. <laughs> in, in all honesty, I've, I have yes. probably to a degree, yeah. Okay. I always wanted children. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to get married, but I was ahead mm-hmm. of my time, you know, so you right. had to get married in those days. Right. Sooner or later. I'm no nonsense. At this stage right. of my life, I'm being selfish. Mm. I love my life. Mm. 
Mm. Okay? okay? I love yeah, my yeah, life. I can tell. You do. You do. You do. And as for sex, you don't want me to say that. I'm a grown-ass man. I can handle it. Double no, A I batteries. Handle, I can't handle it. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Double A batteries. Okay, yeah, good. I good. can get divorced anytime I want, mm. then I go back to Costco and get 40 batteries. Right. Okay? I'm a happy woman. I'm blushing right now. What can I say? And I'm trying to fight it. Did he say? I'm blushing <laughs> right now. Wow, I'm blushing. Okay, um, I got it. There's so, so much going on here. Out for well, Mother's Day, you can give me batteries. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, thank you for these recommendations. <laughs> so, let's. I'm gonna rewind. So, when you say that the men are begging, uh-huh. why do you think that they're they're resorting to begging? As opposed to, what would be the other option? If instead of begging, if the preference would be to just not, go with the flow. To not ask, period. Mm-hmm. If I have something to give, I'll give it. Mm-hmm. I don't. So you feel like they're begging because they're desperate? They think that, that women of a certain age mm-hmm. want that companionship. And, mm-hmm. and in order to have that companionship, they'll do whatever. Hmm. You wow. know, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Did not realize that. Did not realize that. It really, it doesn't make me uncomfortable. It's just annoying, really. Right. So has it been like that for you all your life with men? Did you <laughs> find like they, because I remember growing up and when I was a little boy, I got to give you kudos. You were just drop dead gorgeous, still attractive now, but you were that woman where when you walked down the street, cars would literally stop and men would just act a fool. And I remember as a kid, I hated it. I hated it because I felt protective. I felt territorial. It's like, that's my mother. Stop looking at her. Stop trying to talk to her. But I was a kid and I couldn't do anything. So I felt powerless. So everywhere we went, it was like, ah, here we go. You go to any event. It's like the men are all over you and they're just coming at you. And as a kid, it was like, my God, it, it was hard having a beautiful mother oh. when you're a, a protective little boy. So I know that you've always had the attention. You know, you go to a PTA meeting, everybody, you walk in a room, everybody's just, the guys just lose it. No matter what, you go to church, same thing happens. So it makes sense, that begging thing. I guess this must be something about your personality and physically and attractiveness that just draws men to you. And like in a way that makes them feel like that, like a loss of Hmm. control. I, never thought that yeah, way. I think that, that could be a big part of it. So let me ask you this. When's the last time you ran across a man that you felt attracted to, like that you got turned on by? Like, ooh, yeah, he could be uh, a beggar for me. I'd take that one. When's the last time that's happened? <laughs> uh, let me see. I told you when I, I boarded the plane, mm-hmm. we were on our way to. Um, California, uh-huh. and I saw this guy that he's American Indian, and I I watch his shows and I, I don't know his name, mm-hmm. and and I was actually struck by you know like mm-hmm. just physically, mm-hmm. yeah I was like whoa, uh. and he smiled, hmm. I smiled, uh. that was enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was enough uh-huh. but um like i said it's not that important to me now like mm-hmm. i i like my life the way it is right i'm i'm enjoying these years 
So earlier you said that you didn't want to get married. You just wanted to have kids. Yeah. So if you knew that early on. I could do that now. I wouldn't have been able to do that then. Right. But like, why do you think you felt like that early on? Because most of the time early on, they're like, oh, I want the whole family, I want the kids, I want the husband, I want it all. But what made you specifically go, yeah, I want the kids, but not necessarily the men? Well, I probably in seeing the relationship my mother had with my stepfather. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I think I was about 12, I said, I'm never getting married. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Things like that so, do. You know, so, kids. So, but I, I'm very proud of the way my boys mm-hmm. are. What did I always tell you? I said, if you make it, what? If you make it? I always say, if you make it, take care of it. And that's why... I made sure that you guys could cook mm-hmm. and clean, take care of your own clothes. Right. Because I said, you never know what you end up with. Mm. Very true. Very true. Huh. Very, very interesting. So if you could go back and do things differently, with the different marriages that you had, mm-hmm. what things, lessons that you take away from it, positive and negative, the different marriages since there were three? I've thought about that. Um, I wouldn't change anything. You know why? Because I wouldn't have the family that I have now. Mm-hmm. My life would be different. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the loved ones that I have. Right. I get so much love from this family that that's basically what I need right now. I get energized by the love. Every morning when I see you and you come, you, you kiss me. That means a lot to me. means a lot to me, too. Melanie bringing me things. Everybody, the way you guys take care of me. You know, I love well, that. Well, you're the queen. You're Jean the queen. Yeah. You got to take care of you. I but, am. <laughs> but um, I, love my, I love my life. Mm-hmm. I do. Think about it. At, at this age, I, I look forward to 100. Right. So when I think about my life, I don't think, oh, look how close I am to 100. I think, wow, I wonder what it's going to be like when I get 100, (laughs) when I'm 100, and will I still flirt? Right. I will flirt. Hey, flirt, flirt. Don't, don't hurt the flirt. I'm, not I'm good. I should do classes. Actually, you, you are good at that. You are good at that. And I'm, I'm sure that's where I picked it up from, too. And Growing up as a kid, you, early we talked, brought the point that I probably learned it, how to have a good relationship by experiencing your relationships that didn't work out. And in actuality, that's very true. And I remember as a kid, and I tell the story all the time, it bothered me to see relationships not work. It bothered me to see you unhappy in relationships. It hurt me it, and it frustrated me. And it inspired me, motivated me as a little kid. I remember being seven years old and going like, man, come on, they got to get it. Come on, why can't they get it? You know what? One day when I grow up, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to grow up. I'm going to attract the love of my life. We're going to have this amazing relationship. Then we're going to turn around and teach the world how to have that too. I was seven years old and I did it because I saw it like the world needs it. I wanted you to have it. That's true. And I would sit under the covers 
and the blankets and listen to love songs all day. Remember, I used to listen yeah. to love songs, and that's what I was doing. And I would fantasize about this relationship and this love that I was going to attract and the things that we were going to do. And I could waste hours like just being in that fantasy. It was that that inspired me, a big part of it. Also, growing up, me and you had a very close relationship. I remember you yeah. used to share, you used to, you used to talk to me like, an, like, not talk down to me, you would talk to me like, an, like I was on a higher level. Yeah. That helped me to really be open-minded and to connect with my heart energy in a lot of ways. And so it gave me that balance, that feminine balance. That masculine is the feminine. You helped me to really balance that, which I think is, enables me today to be a better, to be a good husband, to be a good father, because I have the masculine and the feminine. And so I want to thank you for that. Good job. I didn't know if you were aware of that. Well, I was told that I think like a man and like a woman. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> you do. Because people, the family members, they can talk to you about everything. And you have lots of grandchildren, nieces and nephews and blah, 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 blah. And everybody's very real with you and you've, you're very real with them. It's not like you're playing your facade. You're very genuine and straight to the point. And uh, we appreciate that. Thank you for that. Oh, thank you for that. Nice, nice. So let me ask you, are you surprised that I went into the line of work that I'm in? No. Remember me as a kid? So, well, we weren't. We knew you weren't going to be a doctor because you didn't <laughs> like blood. So <laughs> the first time you almost uh, passed out, when you saw blood that wasn't yours, so we knew uh, that wasn't your line of work. Right. <laughs> so uh, I got. I got to be honest about this, and I never shared this with anybody, even you. Oh. So here's the story. Here's what happened. My stepfather was on dialysis, and he used to do it from home. And when I was a teenager, you know, I would come in a room and you would be the one that would hook him up and, mm -hmm. and run the system for him. And I came in and all the blood was running through the lines and <laughs> I passed out. And yes, he did. The family, y'all just were like, oh my God, get him out of here. But to this day, everybody's like, you remember that time you passed out because you saw the blood, you saw the blood. Actually, that's not why I passed out. Why'd you pass out? <laughs> <laughs> okay this is the first time i've ever told this to you there was this thing that us kids used to do back then where you would breathe 10 times really take 10 deep breaths and then you hold your breath and then a person would come behind you and squeeze you and you would hold your breath and then you would pass out and so i enjoyed it i enjoyed doing that so but what i learned that i could do is to do it without other people so, so before i came in the room i was doing that I was breathing, then I would hold my breath and I would squeeze my stomach and it would get me a little buzz. <laughs> and so when I came in the room, I was already buzzed. So I passed out, I fell, not because of the blood, mm. but because I was doing that. See how that works with kids and parents think, you know, you're grounded, <laughs> you're grounded for a week. Okay? Uh, you're grounded. That's uh, it. That's it. Uh, that's great. <laughs> I don't have any secrets to tell you. Sure, you know. sure. I believe you, mother. I, believe I don't you. think I have any secrets. No, that's no, not secrets. That was, it was just one of those little that things. That was a secret because I would have grounded you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I would have yeah. lectured you and then grounded you. Right. Okay. Yeah, but we'll, we'll <laughs> so. What else? Um, what other things I didn't tell you? Yeah. Well, this we don't have enough time. That's a whole nother show. Because <laughs> kids, parents think that they. 
I know. Once, you, once a kid gets to a certain age, they're going to have a separate life that you, a secret life that you will never, ever know about. I know. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I know, because I, I thought of some of the things mm-hmm. that I kept from mommy. <laughs> oh, my grandmother. Yeah. 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 Things like what? So that's how. Things like what? That was things. Like what? Like, what I wasn't always where I was supposed to be. Uh, where were you? Chasing those boys? Nah, I didn't chase boys. Oh, yeah, they were chasing you. <laughs> they were chasing you. You know, so I want my father to ask you questions about him. In what ways do you think I'm similar to him? In what ways do you think I'm different? Because I never really got to know my father. Physically, you're like, you're like him, but better looking because you got some of ours. You know, mm. okay. <laughs> physically, right. and he was smart. He was just stupid, but he was smart, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And if he had your drive, he could have gone far. Mm-hmm. But see, I never stick around long enough to, to see people really like <laughs> dig a hole for themselves. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, oh, you're kind of stupid. Bye. Right. You know. Right. But you notice anyone I married was always good to you guys. Yeah, that was always you. important to me, mm-hmm. you know, you. but they, they got too comfortable and, and they didn't want partners. They wanted to own me. How can mm-hmm. you own someone? Right. You know, and I've always been that free spirit and you guys have always been my joy. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of, of you all and you make me proud every day. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. In all actuality, that is one of the things that inspired me. To be so ambitious, it was because I wanted to make you proud. And even as a grown man, even though I may not express it enough, because I'm always busy, I'm Anthony, where's Anthony? Anthony's always. But every time that you, you know, you talk about, you know, you watch the episode and I can see the genuine excitement you get when you watch, listen to our stuff, or you watch us on TV, or you're sharing us on social media. And I could feel the pride that you have. And that pride just like makes me feel so good. It, and it inspires me and motivates me to do greater things and bigger things and, and to, so I can make you even prouder. That's weird. As a, as a grown ass man, I would still feel like that. I, I felt that way about mommy. Yeah, yeah. It makes, it makes a difference. And, I mean, and of course, I want my children to be proud of me also. Oh, definitely proud of you. One of the things I'm most proud of you about is that no matter what goes on in the family, you're always there. And I tell other family members that too. It's like, I don't care how mad, upset they get at you. I always say at the end of the day, if anybody in the family, period, is going to be there for you, who's going to be there for you. And you're the only one that will always and have always consistently been there. Other people, they come and go, come and go in their moods, but you, you've, you're always there. And so uh, I wanted to share that with you because I don't think that everybody in the family sees it or appreciates it as much. So good job on that. Thank you. <laughs> so growing up as a kid, like I said, the, uh, my siblings would pick on me all the time. But and, it was with love. Right, but I didn't realize it at the time. And it was like a lot of picking and name calling. And I realized as I got older, that it was actually a benefit because they were actually trying to toughen me up because we were living in Brooklyn and it was hard on those streets. And so when I go on the streets trying to be Mr. Nice Guy, get my butt kicked, that don't work out too well. So the picking at home was like, at the time it was painful, 
it also inspired me. And you told me something one time that really, really, I think, took me to the next level. As a kid, I kind of had a big head. No, it didn't kind. I, I look at pictures. I was like, yeah, you had a big head, kid. Like Charlie Brown. Yeah, like Charlie Brown. <laughs> and I had a little body and big head. And they would tease me, call me big head all the time. Big head, big head, big head. And it would drive me they crazy. They jealous. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then one day I was crying and I, and I told you, he like, what's wrong? And I started telling you and you stopped. You said, you know what, baby? The reason you got a big head is because you got a lot of brains. And you're going to be a big guy when you grow up. You're going to be a big man and really smart. That's why. That's what I said. And it was like. Because I that, don't it, lie to you. Yeah, it was like, that's beautiful. I like that. It inspires me. Yeah, she told me I got a big head. But <laughs> either way, it still gives me hope that I'm, that I'm going to grow into this head one day. <laughs> I told you, your, your brain was bigger than theirs. That's what it was. Uh, I said, so, uh, you know, so you could smile uh, at them when they're saying that to you because uh, you knew you were smart. Yes, yes. You know what? It's the truth. I I, even though I was the, like, the youngest, <laughs> I was I always knew I was the smartest. That's right. And I would look at everybody else like, what the hell that, is wrong? You, like, don't you it? wish you had a big head, yeah. right? Yeah. But now, yeah. But, but, the, <laughs> but you were uh, like a fortune teller because it's true. I'm 6'5". I'm a big guy. You caught up with I, your I head. I up my head. Exactly. Hey. There That's you go. Right. There you go. Good job. So, shoot, Mama knows what she's talking about. Yes, she does. <laughs> so, any any more predictions you got for me? <laughs> that I should be uh, focused on. No, I'm good. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, my wonderful son, uh, Blake. That that on the way taking you to kindergarten. Uh-huh. Now, all the kids, I'm uh-huh. walking you to school mm-hmm. and you look up and you say my why is the sky blue mm-hmm. now I, I got off from work at 4 o'clock in the morning <laughs> you know I got up from work at 4 o'clock in the morning and you were asking me why is the sky blue I said hmm um why didn't you ask grandma when she walked you you said I did I said what did she say she said, "Ask you." <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. So yeah. I had to go home, pull out the encyclopedias, encyclopedias. Okay, mm-hmm. and start. Okay, <laughs> but now uh, she had already looked it up, so she, she mm-hmm. was ready the next day. Right. So because we took turns. Yeah, I, remember, I remember that. Yeah. And I tell her, I said, "He's my child, but I'm not walking him to school in the morning." <laughs> yeah, I, I was. Uh, I was constantly thinking, and. And, and like, asking questions. And asking questions. Yeah. It was like, it, I it came in this world like an old man. And it was like, even though I'm little, I thought, I would think like an old man. And I would ask questions and I would, you know, try to analyze everything. And I'm still like that to this day. Yeah. And I, I don't know if that's more Capricorn trait or whatever, but it's like, I don't do what everybody else does. I'm my own person. Whether people like it or not, I'm going to do what I feel inspired to do, motivated to do. And I'm tenacious and just keep going and going and going. And so I've been like that as a little kid. I've always had, as a kid, realized that I wasn't a human. I was a spiritual being having a human experience. I knew that at six years old, five years old. And I remember I used to just sit around and look at my hand and be like, man, this is amazing. This meat suit. And understanding that I was not this. I was not the flesh. That I came from somewhere uh, far away. That's strange you, you would say that because as a kid, I was like that. 
mm-hmm. you know, like looking in the mirror at my eyes, you know, just eyeball and, right. and say, wow. I said, eyes are pretty things. And my brother said, no, you're not. You know, yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he was someplace else, right. you know. Yeah, yeah and, and wondering mm-hmm. there was a, if we were in a big globe, mm-hmm. you know, looking up in the sky. I think I was about six then, mm-hmm. you know, just, but try explaining that to adults. Yeah. But yeah. their mommy was different. She'd listen to things, but then yeah. she had a different type of gift. Yeah you, yeah, you and my grandmother were the ones that I could go to for deep conversations. That was literally the only place in the family I could go to get a deep conversation. I could get entertainment. I could get love. I could get fun from everybody else. But I had this desire, this yearning for just deep adult conversations at a young age. And so I appreciated that you were always able to, you know, give me that. I'm here for you, kid. Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I had a dream when I was pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I remember. And, yeah. and this guy with no face was in my dream. And he said, you're going to have a boy. Name him Anthony. And that was it. I knew I was having a boy, mm-hmm. even though then, right. you know, you got what you got. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to. Right. So you, you were ordained Anthony before you were born. Mm. Wow. All right. So that's they deep. might be coming back to get you. That's all right. Hey, I'm ready. They're they going to get you too because... Hey, I can get it on my own. My own. Yeah, I'm going to go. I feel you. I feel you. Even us having those conversations about stuff like that, about, you know, life beyond this physical world, out of, out of space, uh, alien life forms, this and that. I enjoy having those conversations with you. And I can't have those with everybody. But especially for someone in your age group, you know, you don't usually, they're not open-minded like that. So tell me some things that you like or love about my marriage because you mentioned it earlier that I'm doing it right. I mastered it. So I love what are that, the aspects that I love that friendship with? that you two have mm-hmm. your friends, you can play together when she sees you playing with your siblings mm-hmm. or with me, that brings her pleasure. Mm-hmm. She's always taking pictures, you know, filming mm-hmm. that, Every day, every day isn't, ooh, over the moon and rosy. Right. right. But it's never dark and cloudy. Right. <laughs> and, right. And I like that. Now, I probably could have succeeded if we'd been in different houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right. if, if I had <laughs> a house and my husband had a house, we'd be happy today. But then, nah, you don't want to go there. I was going to say, I often wondered about, you know, how um, Mormons, the Mormons that mm-hmm. have more than one wife. Right. I was wondering, I had more than one husband. I had them all in the house at the same time. You know what? We talked about that before. Yeah. But one would have to be gay. Why's that? So that he could take care of the You slay me. Because I get lazy. <laughs> so so let, let me ask you, if you, let's say you're in your 30s. 20s, 30s, would you be, in today's world, mm-hmm. would you be open to polyamorous relationships, open relationships? I think so. Or would you? Because mm, we've kind of touched on it before, and you brought it up like, yeah, because you're open-minded about it. Yeah, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah. I, mm. 
Would you? Prefer- I'd have to give that a lot of thought. But you know, I yeah, I probably could. I think women <laughs> my age should be a little more adventurous. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of settling into oh, I my best years are gone. Right. And uh, no, I I don't like that that voice. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you're like when people say. Uh, they feel their age. How are you supposed to, how am I supposed to feel? Mm-hmm. Right. How am I supposed to feel? I feel the age I think I am. I, mm-hmm. No, really not. Mm. I, I can't explain it, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel like a teen. Mm-hmm. I just feel good. Right. You know, I'll mm-hmm. wake up in the morning and say, wow. This is really good. Mm-hmm. What should I do today? Right. And then sometimes I say, hey, it's a good day, but I think I'm going to be lazy today and let them wait on me all day. <laughs> you right. know, and that, but the days make me happy. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm gone, and mm-hmm. I never say that word, I say when I leave. Right. I don't want, I don't want a service. Mm-hmm. Just call people and say she's gone, because mm-hmm. I'll be back. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. But um, I just want everybody to remember adventures with me, right. memories. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to leave good memories, and it doesn't require a lot for me to be kind. Mm-hmm. or to do for this one or that one. I just enjoy, I'm enjoying every day. I'm enjoying every day. You, you know, it seems like it. And I enjoy that. And I appreciate that you're still very active. So when you talk about the, your age, you're not, you didn't play into that role of, oh, now that I'm older, I can't, I just sit around. I can't go anywhere. You're active. You I'm like not to get old, out. I'm vintage. Vintage, I love that. <laughs> yeah, so I, I agree with that. So let me ask you this. What are your hopes, desires? What would you like for the family to continue to look like once you do leave? Leave. I think about that often. I I want, I I don't want anything to change. Mm -hmm. The only difference would be is I'm not there, but I will Mm -hmm. be there. Right. You know, I want you to keep doing the same things doing over-the-top Christmas mm-hmm. for Easter, what I do. But right. do you guys a bottle of wine, right. put it in here with a bow on it, things mm-hmm. like that. You're, you're, you're very classy. I always but, appreciate that. <laughs> but just things like that. Stay close. Right. I told you, I'm depending on you. Mm-hmm. I'm depending on Diona, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You know, you guys will be the ones to really keep everybody together. Right. Of course, I'm hoping to be here to see what the kids do, what the kids do. You know, mm-hmm. I, I would like to know the people that they grow into because everyone, we have a pretty good family. Oh, we They're not that family. many of us. Right. And remember, I still have one friend left, your aunt, Joni. Right, I was going to ask you about that. Oh, uh, we yeah. had such a, a Friendship, and uh, we will always be friends. And I met her through your dad. 
with her being his um, sister, his older sister. It was his only sister. And then it was us, mm-hmm. you know, so we were our best friends. To this day, I can still say, say that we're best friends. You see how we yeah. are with each other. So let me ask you this, because we talked about this, touched on it before. One of the things you like about Joni, you appreciate about her, is that you've, you've shared before that it's like most of the, everybody that you grew up with have left. Mm-hmm. Everybody from your generation kind of have left. And you're mm-hmm. like the last of the, the Mohegans, mm-hmm. you and her. Mm-hmm. So when the majority of the people that were part of your life uh, growing up in that stages of your life, when most of them go, they leave and you're still here, but then you have people that are here, the next generation mm-hmm. that's here. You want to be with both. Like, I could feel a pull, like, okay, like you say, you miss mommy, my grandmother. You miss different people that have left. But then the people that are here, you love being around them, you appreciate. Does it come a point where the pull to be with the people that left becomes stronger than the pull to be here with the people? Heck no. So, yeah be real (laughs) i just get curious about that sometimes because sometimes you talk about it like in a way like "Ah." i'm like is she trying to go hang out with them no and don't want to hang out with us no that's that's good good. no we we i'll see them when (laughs) like i miss them right but that's it gotcha gotcha (laughs) <laughs> well, the last note I want to end it on uh-huh. is that uh, your granddaughter uh-huh. was getting married mm-hmm. next year. My daughter, mm-hmm. Tony. Yes. How do you feel about that? Like seeing that? Because that still blows me away. My mind still hasn't really wrapped around it because I still see her as Tony, my baby. Oh, I so see I her as a, a, a beautiful young woman. Mm-hmm. My granddaughter is beautiful. Yeah, yeah she is. And she has a beautiful personality. Mm -hmm. She is the best of all of us. Mm -hmm. And and I love him. Yeah, I took to him right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I love him. And uh, I spend most of my time figure out what I can do. I'm waiting um, to find out what I can do. Towards this way because I have to do something, right? You know, and and I'm just already planning my outfit. <laughs> you know, right. I'm just happy. Beautiful, happy. Yeah, I, I love my grandchildren. Yes, and they love you too. So yeah, I and know. you left a big legacy. You got a, you know, you did, you did good. You did great. So, um, I don't know if you hear that enough, but when it comes to being a mother, job well done, good job. I oh, love you thank and I you. appreciate you. And you're going to make me some bacon for Mother's Day. Yes, I will. You make the best VLTs. That's right. Well, I'm glad you appreciate it, Mother. Mm. So, um, oh, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Well, and and I was kind of calm, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did, you, you did great. Um, <laughs> you did really good. So I would love to have you back another time, but this was great. And I really enjoyed it. And I hope you listeners enjoyed it as well. And I want to thank all of you guys for hanging out with us and supporting us. Love and appreciate you guys. And Melanie will be back in a couple of weeks. And uh, the family's teasing me about her not being here. And like, you in the room crying? You crying? 
I'm not crying. <laughs> she, yeah, I'm crying. Anyway, um, thanks to you listeners uh, for hanging out with us once again. Mom, thank you for being on the show and uh, being a great guest and being a great mother. If you guys haven't gotten a copy of our book, Crack the Code, Secrets to Achieving Your Happily Ever After, make sure you get a copy available on Amazon.com. If you guys are interested in coaching with the Amazing Clarks, uh, you can go to theamazingclarks.com and sign up for coaching. And if you're interested in becoming a life coach or just want to learn some less skills to life coach yourself, check out our life coach training and certification course at the Law of Attraction Life Coach Academy.com. And so there you go, people. We gave it to you. Now, what you're going to do with it? See you next time. Bye. <laughs>